Hi friends, thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to 10 Pages, an online literary community. We read 10 pages a day. I'm your host at Bellini Carly, but you can call me Carly B. And I share my reading reflections with you all on this podcast. And I'm so grateful that you tune in and listen to my ramblings. But I'm even more grateful when you share your reading reflections with me and with the rest of the 10 Pages community. You can find 10 Pages on YouTube and Pinterest. We are at 10 Pages, T-E-N, 10-P-G-S. Find us on social media and join the Reading Circle conversation. introduce the subject of today's episode in just a moment, but first I'm going to check in. It is a Saturday in mid-January, and it's a perfect day for knocking out some 10 pages goals. I've been working on 10 pages projects all day. It's about three in the afternoon, and I'm feeling accomplished, so I'm feeling good. And uh, I'm on the couch. I'm cozy. Um, I've got a cup of coffee and some notes and I'm surrounded by books and notebooks and pens. So I am very much in my happy place. Um, so without further ado, I will introduce the subject of today's episode. We are here today to talk about a little book called This Is Water. Uh, it's written by David Foster Wallace, also known as DFW. The full title is, um, This is Water, Some Thoughts Delivered on a Significant Occasion About Living a Compassionate Life. Uh, That's a really good summary of what what this book is. Um, I'll kick us off by uh, talking a little bit about uh, the author, about who the author is. Um, The author is David Foster Wallace, nickname DFW, his initials DFW. Um, I have talked a little bit before about David Foster Wallace on this podcast. Um, so if you've listened to my episode about Infinite Jest, then you are acquainted with David Foster Wallace. Um, but I'll provide a brief, uh, little background about who he is here. Um, DFW is an American writer. He's written both fiction and nonfiction. And he's arguably most well-known for his magnum opus, Infinite Jest, which is over a thousand pages long and a very dense critique of American society in the late 20th and early 21st century. David Foster Wallace died by suicide in 2008. Um, David Foster Wallace was a weirdo, but a genius, and I'm a huge fan of his writing. So that's uh, about all I'll provide for a background on who David Foster Wallace is for purposes of today's episode. But um, next I'll talk about a brief summary of what This Is Water is all about. So um, This Is Water was originally delivered as a college graduation commencement speech at Kenyon College in May 2005. The speech was first published in print in 2006 within an anthology called The Best American Non-Required Reading. My copy of this small little book was published in 2009 by the David Foster Wallace Literary Trust. Um, so it's a it's a little book, but it's a, originally was a speech. 
the speech was like 20 minutes long, definitely less than 30 minutes. So it's a very small book and it's not like, you know, it's like a kind of like a coffee table or like a de decoration book. Um, I do read it. I do pick it up and read it every once in a while. Um, but it's like a sentence per page. Um, so it's a speech in print. So that is to say that for today's episode, if you are interested in reading This Is Water, you can pick up a copy of the book for sure, or you can just um, go on YouTube and find the speech and watch it for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but I do highly recommend uh, this book or speech um, because every time I return to it, it like reinvigorates my love for life. Um, and it makes me see life in a better way, it makes you just want to be like a better person and like enjoy life as a compassionate person. Um, it just reminds you to take a breath, slow down, stop getting so frustrated by life and, um, just understand that this is water. We're all, um, in it together. We're all frustrated, you know? So I'm, you know, getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, that's a little bit about the author and about what this is. Um, next, I'm just going to talk about my, my thoughts on these thoughts delivered on a significant occasion. So This Is Water begins, um, and please excuse my flipping the pages of the book in this episode. Hopefully the noise is not too distracting or annoying. Um, but This Is Water begins with a parable-ish story about fish swimming in water. So, uh, it reads, There are these two young fish swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way, who nods at them and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? The two young fish swim on for a bit, and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell is water? So the reason um, Wallace starts the book with this parable story is because he is setting the scene for that he is going to talk about the, the water of life in America. Um, and that is to say, you know, even though it's their college graduation speech, he's not going to say like, yeah, you're all going to go on to do great things and meet important people and life is going to be so exciting and you're going to apply what you learned and be so successful. He doesn't talk about that stuff. Instead, he chooses to talk about the water of life that we are swimming through. Um, he chooses to prepare these students for the banal realities of adult life in America. And he goes on to give just one of the best, you know, descriptions of, of everyday, day-to-day -day life in America. Um, he goes on to set a scene in a supermarket. And in this scene, you've just gotten off work at your, you know, he says like a white collar job, like you've been like working your intellect for eight hours or 10 hours or whatever it was. And at the end of the day, you remember, oh, I don't have any food at home because I haven't been grocery shopping recently. So on your way home, you have to stop at the supermarket to pick up some food. 
uh, to eat for dinner. And when you're at the supermarket, like, it's fluorescently lit, there's terrible pop music playing, it's crowded because everyone else is doing the same thing you are, they're, they realized they didn't have food at home and they had to pick some up. And it's, you know, you're in line, someone in line is talking on their cell phone, you know, you just can't wait to get out of there. Um, this is a regular occurrence in adult life in America. This isn't the typical stuff of commencement speeches, but I love that he talks about it because it's the typical stuff of life and he is preparing these students for life after college. Um, and he, instead of talking about how they're going to apply their education to their careers, he talks about how they can apply their education to life. And he talks about how there's this cliche in liberal arts college that um, liberal arts school teaches you how to think. And he kind of says he always disliked that because they weren't teaching him how to think. He knew how to think. Um, he pushes back on that cliche and says that what it means is like that liberal arts college teaches you how to choose what you think about. And um, he says that you can apply this in everyday life by choosing your thoughts, for example, in the grocery store. Um, you know, you can go through this routine, this um, exercise of going to get groceries, um, and you can be really frustrated and annoyed that it's taking so long, that people are in your way, uh, the, the checkout clerk is going slow. You know, you can choose to be frustrated and angry and tense through these moments, or you can choose to live a more compassionate life and you can choose to see that like everyone else is also tired from working their job and they had to stop by the grocery store and they're also frustrated. Um, and maybe the person talking loudly on their phone has to like call an elderly parent at home and like make sure they got what they needed and they have to speak loudly to this person. Um, you know, you can choose to analyze the situation and you can choose to be frustrated and pissed off or you can choose to have compassion and see the people around you as people and understand that you're not like the center of the universe. That's a big thing that he's saying is like you can choose to view the world from the lens of like you as the center of the universe and like everything is in your way. Everything is like out to get you or you can choose to be more compassionate and to see the world with more oneness and to understand that this is the water we're all living in and um just relax your shoulders like you're gonna get home everyone's gonna get home and like maybe you know someone in line or the shop clerk has a harder life than you and you should just be kind to them you know you can choose the lens through which you view your life and that's the value of a liberal arts education and he prepares them for the world not you know professionally but personally and how they can take their liberal arts education and like live a better and more compassionate life um I love that message and I don't he accomplishes it so beautifully um it's just a really amazing piece of writing delivered as a speech um, let's see if I missed any really good points. Um, at the end, there's this section about worshiping. 
Um, the freedom of real education, of learning how to be well-adjusted, is that you get to con uh, consciously decide what has meaning and what doesn't. So, you know, there's this section in the middle that I was just explaining about the supermarket and you get to choose like your reality basically. Um, next he talks about choosing what to worship. You get to decide what to worship. Um, there, he argues that there's no such thing as not worshiping in the day-to-day -day trenches of adult life. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what we worship. And this is like, you know, this is what people say that this, this is water is like David Foster Wallace's thesis for all of his work. And this is where I really see that, um, the most in this worshiping section, because as I talked about in the infinite jest episode, um, Wallace's like magnum opus infinite jest is a lot about addiction and how everyone is addicted to something. Um, maybe some people are addicted to drugs or alcohol. Maybe some people are addicted to success. Maybe some people are addicted to exercise. Like everyone in their life is to quote the book, looking to just give themselves away for some, to something they want to, we just all want to give ourselves away and give our life purpose, um, by like having expertise or like skill or distinguishment like with this addiction we have um you know some people give their their lives away to drugs and alcohol some people give their lives away to climbing a ladder to success that's a big message and theme and um you know the point of, of infinite jest um and that uh idea that everyone's addicted to something is kind of what he's saying here in this is water about worshiping he's saying everyone worships something. We just get to choose what we worship. And, um, that is like going to give meaning to our life. And, you know, it's like about the quality of your life, choosing what you worship. He writes, um, you know, some people worship, uh, God or spiritual type thing, um, be it Jesus Christ or Allah. Um, and uh, he goes on to talk about how, you know, if you worship money and things, then you will never have enough. Uh, if you worship your own body and beauty and sexual allure, then you will always feel ugly. Um, if you worship um, power, you will feel weak and afraid and so on. Um, so... Um, you know, another value of the liberal arts education is choosing, you know, what we give ourselves away to, choosing um, how we, you know, define value in our life, whether that be through, like, religion or, um, you know, he doesn't really tell you what to worship. He just tells you um, know what not to worship, which is, like, money, things, power, uh, beauty standards. Um, so, um, you know, not to worship yourself. Um, he doesn't really tell you what, what you should worship, but he's just telling these graduates that they can choose what they do worship and that they should be careful in their choosing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a really powerful message. And as I said, it is kind of like a 
big thesis for Wallace's work in general. Um, this is Water, the parable about the fish, actually comes from Infinite Jest. He first used it in Infinite Jest. It's just a brief um, passing thing, but, um, you know, he expounds upon it in this uh, speech about what he kind of meant by it and what it means to him. Um, so overall, this book, uh, this speech, it just reminds you um, to take a moment and remember that you have power over your reality. You can shape your reality and you can choose to, um, you know, see the world through the lens of you as the center of the universe. You can choose to worship whatever you want. Um, but just to take a moment and exercise the skills you learn in liberal arts education and through education in general to choose, you know, you have power to choose your thoughts and you can be more compassionate. You can choose to worship something that's going to give your life value and not make you feel like you never have enough. Um, you know, you can choose an abundance mindset over scarcity. Um, I just, I like, the idea that you have the power over your own thoughts. I think that's really just a good reminder. And um, I read this book for the first time when I was in college. I was in liberal arts college. Um, I, you know, loved it. I put it on my shelf. I looked at it and with admiration uh, for years. And then I revisited it recently, like uh, a few months ago. And it really did make me feel like, wow, so refreshed and like reinvigorated to reapproach life and remember like I have power to shape my reality and like I can be super frustrated by my commute to and from work or I can remember that this is water and I can have compassion for the people and the cars around me and I can know that they're as tired as I am after working or maybe they're in a worse situation maybe they're going to or coming from the hospital with a sick kid or sick parent or sick friend um, and maybe they're in a hurry and they cut me off because they're in an emergency. Um, you know, you know, you have the power to shape your reality. It's a great reminder. It's a great message. Um, and I highly recommend if not reading the book, then watching the speech, um, and not just doing that once, but doing it, you know, uh, every couple of years. So that's my review of This Is Water. That's all I have for you today. Um, until next time, take it easy 10 pages at a time and peace and love.